Greetings there, travelers. Welcome back to the end of the seven dice. It's been nice just being able to say that, knowing that the next week I'm going to be able to say that. <laughs> All right, well, going over just over there, why don't you hop on over and see what he's doing, or drift, or whatever you incorporeal folks do. Have a good one. Those greetings there, travelers. It's me, Wingover Gimble, famous member. I'm so glad you could join us. It has been relaxing, honestly. As we're dipping into this new part of the tale, I just haven't had to deal with cults, I haven't had to deal with people trying to get in here, I haven't had to deal with battle bots trying to burn our place down again. It's just been nice. Although I have heard a bunch of creaking, I wonder if we need to fix the roof. Something's going on up there, but I'm not sure. Oh, travelers, I got good news. Uh, the postman made it, we got a new one. The last one got to, um transformed. So we got a new one. It's a nice dwarven woman. Uh, she, well, let's see here. She brought us some fan mail. I'm just gonna open it on up. Doop a boo Alright. This one is from MCT Diana. And it says, Terrifyingly terrific. Five stars. This story begins with a twist and settles into what feels like a traditional fantasy campaign before taking a sharp left turn into mind-blowing macabre. The production values are some of the best you'll ever hear, and Luke's gift for story and performance bring this unique world to life. Do yourselves a favor and make time for Ballad of the Severed Dice. And that's from the U United States of America. Huh. Nailed it. Oh, thank you so much, Diana. Oh, and uh, Traveler, stick around at the end for we have a lovely trailer from their bardic group, the Multi-Class Theater. I think you'll really enjoy it, so make sure to stick around to the end so you can hear it. Let's see now. Uh-oh. So, Travelers, remember I was talking about Battlebots trying to burn down our place, and one time I said I tried to actually burn down their place, and then they actually did burn down one of my places, and then they tried to burn it down again, but it didn't happen. Well... So I tried to burn down the place again, and it didn't happen. Uh, so they sent us over uh, a real interesting I I intern. What's your name? I am the Fire Elemental. Known as In Destroyer. Oh, that seems super specific. Like you have one, one thing you really love doing. Yes. Is it to uh to destroy ends? Yes, yes, destroy ends. Yeah, I got that. All right, well, you know, cool, I guess. Right. Anyways. Uh, why don't you go on with your spiel? I'm just gonna go get some buckets of water. Join us at BattleBards.com for amazing sound effects like campfires, buildings burning, and fireballs. These flame sound effects will bring your story to life. Now, I must begin my work. No, damn it! Yeah. Alright, he seems to be stunned. Threw a bucket of water on him. <laughs> I have to go get some more. Michael, can you go get some water? On it. Alright, perfect. Uh, yeah. So, where were we, travelers? Right, last time in our lovely tale, our heroes... Well, 
they learned how to barter with children. Or the opposite. They're not good with people, really, travelers. If you haven't noticed, they're horrible when dealing with most people. But don't worry, because today, Death Shift is going to prove that through unconventional means, you can conduct an investigation, even if, uh, even if the world says no. So, <laughs> join us today for what lurks in the deep. Part 2. Hey, I'm Bright, and I'm playing Kalsar, the Tiefling Paladin, and Chosen of Yetifa. Hi, uh, I'm Humberto, and I'm playing Bordon, Dwarven Cleric and Chosen of Time. I'm Evan, and I'm playing Ronnie, the Half-Elf Bard and Chosen of Chaos. Hey, I'm Robert, and I'm playing MZ, the Gith Yankee Ranger and Chosen of Hey, I'm Jason, and I'll be playing Drax here. The Dragonborn Artificer and Chosen of Machines. Last left off in Ballad of the Seven Dice, our heroes had just come into Sanctuary once again after their lovely two-week holiday. They had met up, talked to a few nobles that were actually, uh, it was the fathers of Imer Orlik, and they got what is basically like a mystery machine. They have this caravan that they could take around. It's larger in the inside and has their own separate rooms, a meeting room. So it was like a nice portable base. MZ told the gang about some strange fish hooks that they found after destroying the large creatures when Dorm attacked, and how they were related to these other creatures known as Deep Ones that had been found stealing people in Sanctuary and working with slavers, cultists, you name it. So after doing some investigation, you two split up into two groups. Kelsar, Bordon, and Draxir, you all went off to try to ask around, try to get a little more information from people when Bordon had a vision of a strange place that smelt heavily of fish and had these two large fish-like creatures eating from two long tables. And Ronnie and Emzy didn't have as much luck trying to locate someone who sells people, and unfortunately, when they met some kids, it didn't go the way they planned. I'm sure Emzy would say he was extorted, and uh, after this they scared the children, and just as the rest of the party was coming up, Emzy was taking his money from a child who fainted from fear, after Ronnie tried casting a spell on them. I just want to note that you said that I was taking my money from a child, not that I was taking the child's money. Yeah, the court has noted this, and it'll be written down. Okay. <laughs> As uh, the three of you, Draxir, Bordon, and Kelsar, are starting to come around the corner to where Emzy and Ronnie are, 
you hear over Kelsar's communication sphere. Kelsar, I have more information on what happened to Chenille. Yes. You need to come meet me at the headquarters immediately. Wait, what? Okay. Okay, yeah, I'll be there as soon as I can. What the hell, Kelsar? Guys, I'm sorry, I... I just got a message. I... I have to go. That's fair. Understood. It's about Chenille. I'll, I'll come back as soon as I can, okay? Oh yeah, so <laughs> go as fast as you can. So Kelsar <laughs> quickly takes off. His cloak is just flapping behind him as he goes running into a crowd. And the two of you come around the corner as the court understands MZ is taking his money <laughs> from a child <laughs> who is unconscious in his hands. And Ronnie is looking a little awkwardly as you see some guards who aren't too far away, but they don't seem to have noticed yet. What the hell is going on here? What? Wait, 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 wait. Money back. What uh, are guys are talking all these about? kids' faults. Um, no. <laughs> they aren't slaves. We like, found out. Yeah, we, we walk away from the kids and we walk up closer to like Borodon and uh, Drax. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, there's one child unconscious on the ground. MZ kind of puts him down. Th- is that a an unconscious kid on the ground? Did you guys, like, beat up some kids? No. No, no. Oh, I see. Uh. No, they were they were like that when we found them. I want to make a deception roll. A deception roll? Yeah. Can I assist Ronnie on this? I'm just nodding my head like, yes. Oh, 22. <laughs> I don't know if he needs assistance. It, you, I mean, you could. You give him advantage. So Ronnie, you would roll that again. Give him advantage. 16. Yeah, so 22. You and Drax here would both roll insight. Got a 17. I got 16. I mean, you're not... Sh- like, when you hear what Ronnie said, you're like, oh, this is what Ronnie's saying. And then you see MZ backing <laughs> it up, and you're like, oh, well, I mean, MZ seems like a pretty stalwart guy. Like... That's exactly the opposite of what I would think, right? I mean, knowing uh, Ronnie. I mean, MZ is sort of like, okay, trustworthy, but Ronnie? <laughs> yeah. so, you, so, yeah, you see MZ backing up Ronnie on this fact, and you're like, okay, all right. Let's, uh, let's, let's get out of here. You, you know what? I mean, okay, did this, like, really, like, smells fishy? I mean, maybe it's just a pier, and so whatever. So yeah, let's let's get the hell out of here. I mean, I think I should still assist those kids. I'm just going to heal them. You could. There's just one kid unconscious on the ground. The other one had ran away. Okay, so I'll just heal this kid. Uh, okay. So your energy goes over him, and uh, I imagine you're using like cure wounds or healing word. Yeah, like no healing word. I think it's for a, for a group heal, right? Okay. Can I just use, like, first aid or... Sure. Medicine? Medicine, yeah. So let's see if I'm not going to open like open up a gash on this kid. You do that thing that Ronnie did to you. You just, like, plug his nose and mouth, but he doesn't wake up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I can't wait for you to get a one. Okay, so Go I on. got 15. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just punching this kid. No, yeah, 15 too. he wakes up. <laughs> You're like you put something comfortable under the kid's head. You're like you know doing like the light slapping. Your hands have metal all over them, so it's kind of cold. So like 
kind of shocks the kid awake. <laughs> and he's looking at you bleary-eyed. What? What happened? I, I'm asking you, kid, what, what's happening? Sorry, what's happened? Let's see if he remembers. <laughs> I don't know. I was talking to that that goblin man. and Goblin man? And then I just I passed out, I guess. Please elaborate. That one, that green guy there. He points at MZ. Are you talking about our Gith Yankee? Oh, you don't remember anything? No, I just fell. S- I don't. I just passed out. Maybe I'm sick. Oh, maybe maybe you are. So, can I like reroll medicine just to see if he's like okay? Yeah, you can check on him. See if he's all right. So I got twenty-two. Yeah, he seems fine. It looks like he. He's just, like, it must be maybe he's suffering from just high stress or something. Malnourishment. He doesn't look properly fed. Oh, okay. Do I, do I have any food, like, on me? Yeah, we'll see. You have, like, rations or something on you. Okay, so I'll just give him, you know, like, maybe a portion of my ration. So you hand him, like, some hardtack and, like, some dried fruit. And he looks a little cautious and takes it from you. Um, Thanks. Can I go now? Sure. Okay. By all means, and uh, take care. Actually, actually, before you go, and then I handle him like, what, like two golden coins. Oh wow! I think two golden coins is it's a lot. Wait, wait, wait! I take one coin <laughs> off of him. <laughs> you put them in his hand, and you take <laughs> one back. Oh, sorry. How the tables have turned, eh, Bordon? How the tables have turned. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Jason, how do you torment the kid? Uh, this kid, I mean. Just be like, run home, don't walk. He takes his single gold coin and food and runs home and yells, thank you. <laughs> oh, Godspeed, kid. So now you're in this area. The guards are kind of like looking at you, but they just saw like this cleric come up and like check on a child and give him food and money. So they're like, oh, just must be a real good guy. <laughs> just keep walking away. <laughs> <laughs> Crisis averted. So what have you guys figured out? Borodon had a bit of a vision. Yeah. I s- sort of saw like a castle. No, like a castle, like a room. Like I sort of was a vision. From the perspective of a fishman, what what was it called again? Deep one. A deep one, and they were like eating a bunch of fish. We we were thinking about like maybe making a trap with fishes, you know, to maybe catch one of them. What do you guys think? That that might work. I thought my my thing would work, and it didn't. So maybe maybe we'll try that one. Oh, I see. Just being non-conspicuous and asking politely. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. So this area you guys are in, it's like the busy docks, right? Like, So you're kind of a little bit away from where a lot of the major ships are. You still, you're right by the water. There are still some ships, but there's no real big loading bays in here. It's just a lot of warehouses and you see like horses and carts come over here with like large crates. You guys are standing near a smaller warehouse, but you see a lot of larger ones as you go in. There's some of them that you see people going in and out of. Some people look like they're buying fish or they're buying other goods and they're leaving them. I can't remember exactly, but 
last time, I think Borodon, he tried to, like, figure out if he could kind of do, like, a stonemasonry thing and try and tell, like, what the actual place was made out of. Oh, yeah. If it was close to, to water or whatnot. Yeah. I think I did that, yeah. Yeah. What you could determine is it seemed like the walls were a bit weathered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, due to, like, sea, right? Yeah. So if we were to, like, look around right now, does every stone building look weathered? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's not very helpful. Ordan, as you're looking around, these buildings definitely, like, this is the right kind of stonework. Like, this is what you remember seeing. I think we are, like, on the right spot. Uh, maybe if you guys want to, like, check some some of the buildings, you know, enter some of the buildings. Or if you guys just want to buy a bunch of fish, we can, like, lay the trap. It's really up to you. Lucas, was it, like, uh, morning? Like, you know, like, if I can sort of figure out the position of... Right now, it's kind of, like, evening, but, uh... Not now, but, like, the position back then. Oh, it was night. Oh... Yeah, you saw some moonlight spilling in from the windows. And oh, that's about it. Yeah, that's true. So I'll just tell the group that as well. Um, maybe, maybe they're just like nocturnal creatures. Okay. You know. Yeah, because I mean, I saw them eating. I mean, it was maybe they were just dining, like you know, maybe it was just dinner. But you want to walk around this area for now? I think I think that's good. Uh, you guys are gonna do an investigation roll. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can find, like, a locked door or something that looks particularly off. Okay. Before he does that, I'll just use guidance on him. That should be automatic. No, it's not. You You gotta say it. Ah, but it should. But it should. 18 altogether. Pretty quick, you find, like, there's a few locked warehouses. So there's a warehouse right by you guys. Uh, It's smaller about like 30 feet in height and stuff like the it's not a, a massive place but it looks like it can hold a decent amount of stuff in it and you guys start walking a little further down the street just trying to scope out the area you walk past this one warehouse and just the smell of fish is overwhelming there's two long tables in this area you see these buckets of fish heads these creatures are er, these creatures these people <laughs> are just chopping <laughs> off uh, fish heads and ripping open. You see, like, humans, half-orcs, they're all in here. They all look a little off. Like, a lot of people have, like, scraggly hair, even though they're young. Or maybe one of their eyes is kind of popping out a little bit more. Some people with, like, twisted spines or club foot, and, like, they're all wandering around this area working at this fish area. And you walk past them, and you see some people going in there and buying fish. You walk past them, you see this other area where they're sorting through crates, and they're pulling out, like, packages of spices. There's another table where they're chopping up fish, and there's, like, all these other dried goods that they're taking out, and they're kind of, like, setting up to be shipped off somewhere. And you see some people are also going in there and purchasing items. You walk by this other really massive warehouse, and has these two giant doors, and they also seem to be locked. And that's just kind of like the gist you get on this uh, this street while you're in this area. 
I guess I'm just trying to blend in while we're in this area because like, we're moving around and looking at all these different shops and you know like people shipping fish, cutting fish, all that kind of stuff. I'll uh, you know like buy myself some dried fish on a stick and kind of you know have a little snack. Sure, make me a either a stealth check or a deception up to you. And a roll of stealth. Just a friendly reminder that if Ronnie is like along, like walking alongside you, you just have like a <laughs> huge penalty, because I mean he's literally wearing a cape made out of I think gold and some like jewelry. He has like a three-piece suit made out of gold with gold shoes and yeah. gold gloves. Yeah, <laughs> I got a twenty-one. All right, so you're kind of like keeping five feet distance from the rest of them go you spend a couple copper on a fish and like you're just kind of wandering around eating looking about no one seems to be paying you much mind there's a lot of hustle and bustle like there's large crowds moving through this area horses with their carts are coming through like people are quickly parting way stuff like that and Bordon make me a wisdom check I got 15 total so you're looking at these two open buildings and you see both the tables like tables in each of them where they're chopping up fish and they take the heads and they put them in buckets and then you just kind of get a flash of one of those creatures taking one of the fish heads from the bucket and like putting it in their mouth and tasting it and then uh, you just kind of flash out and you feel a little nauseated Oh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask uh, like the guy like the butcher what he does with like the fish heads uh, so you just kind of like wander in one of the warehouses? Which one? The one on the left or the one on the right? I think the one on the left is fine. So Bordon, you walk into this warehouse and like this wave of fishy odor just washes over you. It's gonna be in your clothes for a bit. You see these two incredibly long tables. They take up most, most of this warehouse and there's numerous people. They're deboning the fish. They're throwing out guts. They're chopping the heads and putting them in barrels. They're taking the guts and putting them in other separate barrels. And you see on the other side, there's a bunch of like crates and other barrels there. A lot of workers are pretty big. Like they're pretty beefy here. I'll just go, like I'll just try to find the one that looks like, like the most stupid. And uh, and I'll use guidance on myself. So there is this half-elf man. His lower jaw is a little unhinged and everything. He just seems like his his back has a large hunch. His arms seem a little too long. He just looks up at you. What do you want? So I'm interested uh, on those fish heads. Hey, you gonna eat them? What? You gonna eat them? Yes. Actually, it is... um, it's a delicacy uh, back uh, back in my, ho- my back in my home, uh, my home world. So I'm very interested. Actually, yeah, I would like to know, like where where they are coming from, and um, I would like to buy some too. We got the fish from the ocean. Lots of them in there. Oh <laughs> <laughs> man, slap them down, hot them up like this, and he just rips a fucking fish's head off and like pulls out like the, the whole entrails and stuff. He's like ah. and he slaps it into this barrel. He goes, you wanna buy some heads? It's um, um it, it'll be 
a silver for a bucket. Sure. Um, but first, well, I, Lucas, I need to try to remember. I mean, if the fishes were just like assorted fishes, or if they were like a, I don't know if I can recognize the fish heads. Roll me a wisdom check. Look, remember, I use guidance on myself. I do remember. Please don't screw me over. Yeah, so I got 12 in total. 12? Mm-hmm. You are trying to remember what fish were in there. You just can't get a too, like, too good of a good idea of what's going on. You can't think of like what these fish were. You just know it was just a, a bunch of heads. It was really dark. You just remember tasting it, and it was all raw and rotting and gross. Wow, they were actually rotting, like ro- rotten fish. Yeah, these things were eating them. Oh, I, okay. So I'll just give him a silver, and then I'll just ask him, uh, just out of curiosity, what what do you do with like the I don't know, like the leftovers? You know, do you guys? sell all the fish heads or do you guys just dump those fish heads like the you know the bucket somewhere we uh we leave them here for a bit let them get real juicy and then we sell them we sell them for fish bait oh i see so they sit here for a while dude dude like they get rotten or something like yeah i don't know if that was a yes or a no that was a yeah. He just went like ah. Oh. Ah. It's <laughs> okay. like nods. That's that's actually very interesting. Uh okay. So I gave him like a silver and I got a bucket full of fish. And I thank him as well. He just gives you a little nod. And then uh you walk out with this smelly bucket of fish heads with the rest of the guys. Just get back to the group with a bunch of fish heads. Alright, so you guys are out there. He's got a bucket of fish heads, and he's eating a fish. A dried fish. Uh, what do you guys want to do? It looks like it's about evening right now. There's still a lot of people out. I was going to look at the bucket and be like, oh, I guess we've opted to set a trap, huh? Sort of. I, I went there to get some information as well. So what happens is, I think uh, the deep ones, they were actually eating... Uh, fish bait. What they do with those fish heads is they let those fish uh, to get a little bit like the fish heads to get rotten and then they sell them as bait. These fish heads, they're no good. We would either need to buy like a, a rotten batch or I'll have to, we'll have to wait until those fish get rotten and extremely smelly, which... Bored, huh? Hmm. Maybe this would be a good time for some time magic. Oh <laughs> no no no! That's not. He has bad. a he has an ability oh. he doesn't have to roll for, where he can age a small amount of stuff. Yeah, that's fine. Why are we making this so difficult? Because it's more fun. <laughs> Look, if we know that they produce bait here, and the bait attracts fish, and these deep ones are kind of like fish. Maybe we could just stake out the place and see the deep ones. Yeah. I've been listening to our podcast over the past few days because I've been having to get up early for work. You've also noticed how <laughs> many times Borodin's has been set aside and told that inevitables are going to come for you if you keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> 
That's why I don't use my time magic. And I think they're already coming for us because you used your magic and a presence yeah. watched us. Like we felt it. So uh, It was one time. No, you've done it more than one once. One time six months ago. <laughs> I mean, they probably have forgotten about us already. I've been listening Twice. and I think you're more like, yeah, three or four times. Do you remember when you accidentally like twisted the timeline by sending your entire <laughs> consciousness back when you just meant to send a message? And you aged yourself 23 years. Okay, okay, so maybe no. it was like more than one time. But Bordon's also been training with his magic, and he's been told See? to like use it smaller. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is funny. How, yeah, very. <laughs> I mean, this isn't even a whole fish. This is just the head. That's, that's as small as you get. He does have an ability that he doesn't have to roll for. Uh, he can use a couple times a day. Maybe not... Maybe poison this fish? Can we sort of try, like, find a way to track, like, these fishes? Put a little GPS chip in it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that that's what I thought, but I know that's, like, unrealistic. You could try. I mean, you could ask around. Mm-hmm. Might have to do it the old-fashioned way where we watch. So, But that's the thing. So instead of jumping on them, we could just, you know, leave, the f- like, the fish heads there. Mm-hmm. Hey, Lucas. Yep. How big? How big about is this docks area? It's pretty big. Like it's like a couple blocks. So like a thousand feet. Mm, no, I think we determined a thousand feet is like just a little bit over one block. So it's like, I guess three or four thousand. Because I know what you're talking about. That spell, locate object. Yeah. Yeah. You uh. that goes for an hour, so you can literally just walk around. Yeah, I might, I might just, might just flip that guy on. Yeah. So I just yell out deep one, and then uh, play a bit of the fiddle and uh, see if I can see any, feel any deep ones moving around. Okay. Uh, so you start playing this fiddle, and uh, some people are looking. Make a performance check. There goes our subtlety. There's no subtlety with this, this group. I, mean, I know. <laughs> Why wouldn't you play a, an old shanty by the sea? I got a nine. <laughs> All right, he's not doing good. So he's just like he's trying to go real fast because he thinks like this is what the people want. It is not. <laughs> you haven't actually really played fiddle before. No, I haven't. Uh, so you're just going for it. And you saw a movie one time. They had a fiddle. So while you're doing this, uh, you start like pulsing out. You feel something. You feel your magic pulse because it's a thousand feet. It's a thousand feet in every direction. You look to the waters and you look underneath, like the bottom of where the warehouse that Bordon was just in, and you feel something under there. Oh, I feel it. It's down there somewhere. Um. I can only really, can only really sense movements. <laughs> is he like just? Does he just like point at the water? Oh, point at the warehouse, right? Oh. It's underneath the warehouse. Yeah, because there is also like you feel it also in the water, but you also feel like underneath the warehouse. Oh, they're hiding something in there for sure. Sounds like they might have a trap door, tunnel, or something. What's everyone's passive perceptions? Fifteen. Thirteen. So uh, mine is fourteen. Yeah, eleven. 
It's 16, then. Uh, everyone sees this because of how poorly I rolled. <laughs> you see a few of the people when Ronnie yelled, Deep One! And he starts, like, pointing and playing his fiddle really badly. You saw a few people from the warehouse, like, looked out at you guys and, like, looked at each other and, like, kind of slinked into the crowd away from you all. Oh, no. Congratulations, Ronnie. Uh, I mean, this is a real, this is a real deep cut. Uh, it's a real deep one. And I'm yelling it out again, trying to... Can I make a perception to keep my eye on the people that just, like, slipped into the crowd? So they're like inside this building and there's like an entrance on each side. Yeah, there's there's small entrances on the side and there's two large entrances on like the front and back. Oh, okay. But like they kind of like looked over from like the front. They just kind of like looked around the corner of the building. And you guys saw them because they're quite large people and it was very obvious. Uh, I got a 10. So. You lose them pretty quick. They just slip into the crowd, and you get distracted because there's a lot of people like going like "stop" and like like yelling at Ronnie like "stop it, your music's horrible." And this like even to you guys, this screeching fiddle because Ronnie uh, doesn't know how to play it. It's starting to be like oh. But Ronnie, you feel where those deep ones are. They are there's definitely something going on underneath you. So what do we want to do? Because that like I feel like shit's about to go down. I mean, we could use those potion invisibility. I don't think popping like a invisibility potion just for that is, is worth it. Also, didn't you drink all your potions of invisibility? Is it when we were like rescuing? Diana. We use a dollar potions. Well, I probably didn't because I have invisibility as a skill. Well, you guys can all see in the dark, so why don't we just like try and get on a roof or something at night and just wait? Have you seen, like, the size of my legs? I mean, not good at that. We can, we can boost you up. Okay. What if we just uh, stick our hands in the water and thunder wave and see if we just electrocute all of them? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Ronnie the fishing legend. <laughs> Ronnie, just do it. Just, you know what? It worked it. last time. <laughs> I mean, oh I don't God. even care anymore. Just do it, man. All right, so Ronnie, you going to go do it? All right. Fuck. All right. Uh, You, Ronnie, you are shoving your hand into the ocean. Yep. Apparently. The part by the warehouse. This doesn't... How far does this go? I don't think this goes far enough to do anything. So you're, like, kind of shoving your hand down in there, and, uh, like, there's a lot of people. There's some people from the warehouse watching you. You're, like, just reaching out, and, like, this wave, like, comes up. Ronnie shouts, Thunderstruck! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you blast this thunder wave out. And you guys are, I imagine you're all watching because you're like, oh, like, whatever. I'm face palming as hard as I possibly can. The four of you, you're all by there, and this electricity goes, it ripples out into the water. You see a lot of people are watching, like, oh my god. And then. All these fish start floating up to the top. Like, just there's a lot of dead fish. Uh, and Ronnie, roll your damage. 11. So 11, so 22. So you uh, you shoot off this, this wave, and you see, like, some blood come to the surface, but nothing else comes up. 
Alright. You know what, Ronnie? Just do it again. Until we can see something. Well, you're the one preparing. <laughs> Let's see if I have something as well. <laughs> Fucking guy. I should really be putting these in like higher level slots. Lucas, I'm going to use uh, the Hadouken. You're going to use Divine uh, Bolt like just into the water? Yeah, I mean, whatever. Roll with disadvantage. No. A, I use no. Bardic Inspiration. Well, you're, you're firing into the water blindly. Uh, well, I'm shooting at the water, so I mean, I can't miss, right? Yeah, but it's radiant damage compared to him doing electricity. That's what I'm saying. Cause, so you have to aim. Aim with the blood. <laughs> and yeah, and remember uh, Bardic Inspiration. 26! It doesn't matter! <laughs> 26! Oh my, god. oh my god. Roll your second one. Oh, that's true. Oh no, Lucas. No, 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 don't do this to me. Okay, 22. 22? Whatever. <laughs> 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 Alright. So, Ronnie electrocutes the water. A lot of dead fish come on up and some blood starts coming to the surface. Bordon's like, oh, whatever. And like points to him and just like holds on to his, his amulet of his god and fires this massive blast. All these people are going, oh my god! Like, people are running. And you see the body of this large fish-like person just float to the top. You see their fins and everything on their back are damaged and ripped to shreds. Their singe mark exploded eyes on this creature. Like, this thing had been electrocuted and then blown up. And it's just floating there. Like, the doors behind you slam shut. And you hear, like, all the doors to this building slam shut and a lot of clattering around. I'm going to cast Arcane Weapon Lightning on my trident just to prepare for whatever the fuck is going to come. <laughs> oh, let me tell you, I did not expect this approach. <laughs> uh, so you hear clattering around inside this warehouse right now. Into the warehouse we go. I guess so. Why don't we just burn down the warehouse? <laughs> We're kicking the door down! You know what, Ronnie? Just do it. I don't have fire. I, mean, I don't have fire, man. Who's gonna open the door? I'll blast the door open. With what? With a guiding bolt. Oh, another guiding bolt? You don't have to roll for that. It just blows up. Okay. So you hold your hand oh out. God. This radiant energy flashes. You all see this another bolt shoot up from Bordon's hand, and it explodes the door. You see there is uh, one of these groups of barrels and crates have all been pushed to the side. There is a door that's open. You see that most of the people inside here are already gone, and there's just like a couple stragglers left that are like clambering down into it. Hmm. The Chosen are here. The Chosen are here. All right, let's run after him. <laughs> All right, I need initiative. This is getting crazy. So I got a six. This is literally my New Year's resolution. I don't, I don't care anymore. <laughs> Ronnie said something. I'll just go with it. So I got a three. Oh fuck! I got twelve. Seventeen. Okay, we lead with MZ. So, MZ, there is a open hatch that looks like it goes down, 
and you hear like echoing from this chamber, the chosen are here, the chosen are here. <laughs> All subtlety is gone. This warehouse is empty though? Yep. Okay. It's just like they pushed aside a bunch of crates and everything. So if you want, you could run down there. Oh yeah, just run on down, right? All right, so you going in? Um, I guess so. Fuck. I don't know. It doesn't feel like a smart idea. <laughs> you look down there, it looks pretty dank. <laughs> it looks uh, yeah. really, really wet and uh, like there's water on the, the sides and everything. It looks like this moist. Yeah, it's like a roughly hewn stone walkway that goes at a steep slope. Okay. I have control water. (laughs) (laughs) Frame up. Okay. I'm not going to do anything for now. Kelsar left for one day. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta give you props. So, are you all just gonna like try to go down there as a group? You're completely reckless. That's the best fucking idea. We still don't know. It definitely made stuff happen. <laughs> this is no, I no. We've saved, we've saved so much time <laughs> fucking around, and now we're just like down well, I mean, here. You spent forty minutes, but okay. I'll just, I'll just go in, I guess. Okay, make me an acrobatics check. Thirteen. So you almost slip on these wet stones, but you manage to like kind of steady yourself. You're used to caves and stuff, so this isn't the first time you've had to do this. But you have to start slowly making your way down. You see this is a pretty steep decline. There are some odd torches. They look like they have like glowing fungus on them instead of fire. And they dot every now and then on these walls. How far down? You just get a, a little bit down. Like, because you ran through the warehouse. Now you're down in here. Okay. How deep is it from, from this entrance to the, the big open spot? When you look down, you can't see the end. Like, it just keeps going, right? Like, there's a goes for a while it looks like it you know every so often like it hits like a plateau and just goes straight and then goes down again so like eventually you can't really see down the hallway okay but it's all kind of flowing downwards yeah it definitely looks like it's a steady descent okay what i'm gonna do am i mc are you actually down in the tunnel right now he's barely down it like just a little bit yeah i think i'm right where everyone is i want to throw some barrels down there okay and see if they'll just... Oh my god, it's fucking Donkey Kong. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of just want to see if it'll just hit some dudes. <laughs> a barrel. Like, luck? <laughs> it's like un- unarmed attack or something? Yeah, I get... Um, you know, just roll me percentile. Like, above 50, something happens. I imagine you're warning MZ before you start tossing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck, I got a 20. <laughs> so you start rolling them down, but, uh, like, they just start breaking apart on these stairs because they're they're pretty tough. And mm. so, like, they just start, like, in the beginning, they're splintering a bit. By the, by the time they make it a little bit down the stairs, though, they're shattering apart and stopping. And there's just... Now there's fish guts everywhere. There's fish, uh, pieces of sharp, broken wood on these stairs. Slippery. Slippery stairs. Okay, and uh, as my free action, I'll just cast Inspiration on on Drax here. All right. When that barrel goes down and, like, it's it's smashing on things, it echoes. Like, it is loud. And there's, like, people, like, hollering. You can still hear them hollering, The Chosen are coming! 
and you hear like almost like a bit of a a rumbling, not much. You just kind of like feel it. And uh, Draxir, it's your go. I like how we changed from like non like a neutral group to completely chaotic. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was fast. Yeah, <laughs> it's working. <laughs> yeah, or so you say. Stuff's um, happening. So it doesn't really look like we could carefully climb down this easily. It, it doesn't look super hard to do, but it looks like if you're not careful, you could slip. Like, you just saw all these people clamoring down, so, like, clearly you can go down, but if you're not too careful, then you're gonna fall down some stairs before you catch yourself. I'm going to instruct Utrid to kind of slide down ahead and try to, like, fight out. Like, is this kind of dirt, or is it, like, stone sides? It's stone. Oh, never mind. I'm just going to try and carefully descend Okay, so if you want to move like half speed, you can do advantage on your acrobatics. Uh, first one was a 21 and then a 16. Yeah, you're going down these stairs, no problem. Like, you're taking your time. Uhtred's ahead of you. It's slowly going down with you. It's uh, metal legs are like clanking along as you're going. And like, you're kind of catching up to MZ. You see like all the broken barrel. Ronnie's standing there at the entrance as you go past him. Uh, and then Bordon. Keep in mind, there's like 600 plus pounds of weight ahead of you, so you're probably pretty unlikely to knock us over if you do fall. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, can I try, like, detecting any traps? Roll me an investigation. I got a six. Looks good. Yeah, okay, yeah. So I just tell the group, yeah, everything looks fine. It's pretty safe. <laughs> yeah, and just ignore like the the fish guts and just go straight ahead. That won't be your action. You could still do stuff if you want. Oh, and I so I'm leading the group now. Recklessness is my middle name now. By all means. So you're just gonna kind of like go along with everybody. Make me an acrobatics check. Can I use athletics? Uh, no. Because you're trying to balance. Thirteen. Yeah, you're fine. So you're, you're going down the steps with everybody else. Uh, so uh, it goes back to MZ. So MZ, you're leading the way. You're like trying to get over all this stuff. There is uh, plenty of broken barrel and fish to go around. Perfect. You do hear a lot of clamoring. That is now sounding like it's coming up. We're in trouble. I'm going to go as far down as I can, I guess. As you go down, you see... There is quite a few people coming up. And, like, it's right when you hit the landing is when you can actually finally start seeing them. And now uh, they're all looking at you. Can I cast spike growth in that area? Yep. I think that's what I'll do. What do they have to do? Ground in a 20-foot radius. Distance uh, sprouts hard, spikes and thorns. The area becomes difficult terrain for the duration. When a creature moves into the area or within the area, it takes 2d4 piercing damage for every 5 feet it travels. So these things are getting pretty fucked up. So you come ripping down these stairs, and you have now kind of found your footing. Like, you're okay. You you know how to, like, progress forward. You make it to this landing. You see a door both on your left and one on your right. And you see they're both closed. 
And as you're looking down the stairs, you see a lot of robed people are coming up on you. They all have uh, like clubs or axes, spears, just like really basic weapons. And behind a number of them, you see these large deep ones again. As far as you could see down this tunnel, there it just keeps going. There's just so many people. Okay. You turn, you cast your spell, and you see these spikes just start smashing out of the ground towards them. And they're all, like, screaming out and clamoring as all these things are coming out. They're stabbing into their feet, into their sides. They're looking worried as they look up at you. And then it goes from Yorgo to Ronnie. So, Ronnie, you hear screaming down there. You saw MZ just take off down there. Yeah, I'm going to run down kind of around where MZ is. Sure. Do these deep ones, uh, I guess they're breathing air, huh? Yeah. They can breathe air, too? I'm going to use uh, Stinking Cloud on the ones on the ones standing over the spikes. Oh, nice. Yeah. You create also a 20-foot radius. Exactly, yeah. Covers the whole thing. Okay, so it's like perfectly layered. Yeah. Uh, each creature must make a constitution saving throw against poison. All right, so you see uh, Ronnie, you start, I guess, like you're strumming it or something, or... Yeah, yeah, sure, I'm just trying this one out. And it, you see, like, this stinky, stinky cloud <laughs> go over top of where you layered these spikes, and you see these deep ones just start retching, and some of the cultists start retching. And one thing you notice about these cultists, because you're so used to the ones coming out with these red robes and that symbol hanging around their neck of the smiling teeth, these ones are all wearing these dark blue robes, and they have that same fish hook that you've been looking for. And then from Ronnie sickening them, it goes... Oh, sorry, and I'm going to cast Inspiration. <laughs> Can I remember to use Inspiration every time? Hey. Yeah. No, I'm bored on. Okay, so bored on, you feel okay. inspired. Uh, Draxir, it is your turn with Uhtred. I'm probably just going to barrel down there, uh, get as close behind MZ as I can. And I'm going to instruct Uhtred, if possible, to try to, like, jump into amongst the enemies there. Okay. I'll, like, take some damage from the spike growth. Uh, Uhtred's movement speed is 40. I don't know if that changes anything. Yeah, so we can say that it can get past MZ and start attacking the first cultist. And you're going to go down there as well. You see that MZ and Ronnie are in this little um, intersection, essentially. And Uhtred barrels past and starts just attacking one of these people. And what do you do? So Uhtred's attack will just be a, a bite. Uh, it's only eight to hit. That is a miss. And I'll throw my trident a couple of times. Okay. At the nearest enemy. Yeah, that'd be the cultist. First one's a 21 altogether. That's a hit. Five piercing and five lightning damage. <laughs> awesome. Okay. And the second one is a 13 to hit. So you see Draxia runs down there. His mechanical creature, Uhtred, runs past UMZ and starts trying to bite at one of these cultists. And the cultist is managing to kind of bat it away. Like, what the hell is this thing? And then you see flying over your shoulders is this electrified trident. And it just lights up this area. You see it stab into the man's chest. 
and all of a sudden it comes flying back over your shoulder and then goes sailing back out and stabs right into his head. And then he pulls it back and it goes right back to him. And this cultist just falls back into the stinky, stinky cloud and hit his spikes. Holy fuck. And we go to Borodon. Downstairs with the group, right? Yeah. So I'll use control water and I'll start a, a flood. What? There is water down here, right? Uh, it's like there's moisture. I wouldn't say there's enough for a flood. Um, if you use something like create water, you could probably do that. Can I sense it? No. You're not an aquatic creature. You're in a mountain dwarf. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> is it like 300 feet close to me? I would say yes. Do you need to see it? Or is it just like you control? Uh, it's not saying. It's just like saying you cause the water level <laughs> of all standing water in the area to raise by as much as 20 feet. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. You, okay. Yeah, sure. So you can cast this spell, but the thing is... Yeah, all the water. I know, I know, I know. So... Would you be aware? I'd say, okay, make me a wisdom check, and we'll see if Bordon could piece it together that there would be water at the end of this. Oh, yeah, that's very true. Thank you very much. 16. Okay. So you can conclude that this is probably going down to some sort of cove or underground cavern with water. So you <laughs> start chanting, and uh, it very much Lord of the Rings... The ring racer coming after Frodo. You're not going to let it happen. <laughs> and so you start holding on to your symbol. You feel this power flowing through you. You can feel as your magic is reaching out and you know that there's water around. And then this water starts flooding up. You start hearing screams down there. And all you're not sure what's going on. But there's definitely a lot of screaming. Okay. And uh, then we go from Bordon to Emzy. Oh, sorry, I missed the cultists. Oh, before before I say like before anything happens, I'll just say I think we should start backing up. <laughs> <laughs> so the cultists, they all start like they're trying to push forward now even more. Almost as if something's really prompting them to try to get the fuck forward. The deep ones don't seem super concerned. They're like, okay, this is fine. Um, but they are all... So one of them comes running up to Uhtred. I guess actually two of them. So Robert, roll me uh, 4d4. Are those cultists both like right beside Uhtred? They both went up to Uhtred, yeah. Okay. Uh, nine. Okay, so you see one of the cultists tries rushing forward and just like he's just impaled after he slips and just falls into all these other spikes. This other cultist, he runs up to Uhtred and he goes to swing but just like starts retching horribly because he just can't stand the smell. And you see the deep ones are coming up and they start retching. It's just horrendous to them, this smell. As more people are, like, pushing up, and you now actually can see a terrified look on these cultists' face. That is their go of just impaling themselves on spikes. And we go to MC. I'm going to take a five-foot step forward 
Because this is actually a really good place to be. And I will stab that one cultist. Okay. 18 altogether. 18. Alright, that's a hit. Uh, 5 altogether. So you stab into this cultist, and he was already pretty bloodied up from running on these spikes, and you just slit his throat, and he just collapses down into the ground. And then it goes uh, from MZ to Ronnie. So Ronnie, you see these deep ones are moving up. There's a lot more cultists behind them. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll say this uh, sinking cloud, because I assume there's no wind down here, lasts for a minute, so 10 turns. <laughs> I don't know how long his thorns last, but hopefully for a minute. I can imagine the same. Just pull out the old gun there and aim at the big one. Next big one. Alright. Uh, roll to hit. Uh, 15. That's a miss, actually. You fire off and you see like uh, when your blast goes out, it shoots it hits onto the wall and you see the wall like kind of crystallize and freeze almost as if a blast of ice just shot out okay and then uh, inspiration on on me please you'll understand okay on Mordon alright Mordon you feel also inspired once more by Ronnie's amazing uh, shooting and uh, from Ronnie it goes to because I kind of messed up the turn order last time it goes to the cultist so, Robert, roll me another uh, 2d4. Uh, they got to roll that... Um, yeah, constitution saving throw. At the beginning at the beginning of the turn. Yeah. Ooh, max damage. So if it's a 20-foot radius of my spell, is it... Um, like, do I have it as a line going down this tunnel? Basically, yeah. But, like, they all have to go through it while they're going up to you. Alright, so 9 damage to these ones again. Or 8 damage, sorry. And those guys will take 8 damage. Alright, so these creatures are running up and they just start getting cut to hell. And this dice is going away. Alright, so everyone except for this one cultist in the back just start retching from this smell. And like, they were gonna go and start attacking, and they're just as they go to attack. And this one cultist is like, it's not that bad. Like, (laughs) I grew up on a farm. I know what this smells like. You guys, we work in a fish factory. Like, it's gross up there. This is nothing like it. And they're all just looking head in like, And uh, (laughs) there go. Cool. And then it goes uh, from Ronnie, uh, from the NPCs, to Drexier. All right. Utrid is just going to bite the nearest uh, deep one. Okay. Roll to hit. That's uh, only 12 to hit. That is miss. I'm going to throw another couple of tridents at that same deep one. Okay. Uh, One was a crit and one was a 12. One is a crit, one's a twelve. So the crit, uh, roll me percentile. Zero, zero is just zero, right? Uh, it's only four percent. Okay, so standard critical, so times two damage. So your first die is maxed out, and then just roll the second one. Twelve piercing. Okay. And two lightning. Nice. So your uh, your spear comes sailing out, and you stab right into this creature's gut. And you see it electrocute the thing while it's barely holding itself up. 
and then you just rip your spear back. And you try doing it again, but it manages to just duck out of the way in time. And your, uh, your trident comes back to you. And then we go from Draxir to Borodon. So, Lucas. Yeah. Where's the water? Because I caused the flood. Yeah, you, uh, you can hear people screaming. Or you can't see from where you're at. If there's any water, there's just too many bodies and stuff. Okay. You just gotta have that blind faith board on. Yeah, okay, just yeah, like the yeah. rest of your religion. Just have faith. <laughs> so now, Lucas, I cause a whirlpool. And the whirlpool... <laughs> My <God>. Whirlpool. <laughs> yeah. Context? What is this? Pokemon just using a bunch of... <laughs> no shit. Next up, it I moves. use waterfall. Go! <laughs> <laughs> So creatures will take 2d8 bludgeoning damage every single turn, um, and they can try to swim away with athletics. Yeah, none of them do. Okay, so, so and and if we consider that there are spikes, so it's like a huge blender. <laughs> oh, down there, it's not. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, roll your roll your 2d8 of bludgeoning damage. On, so, you, so you created water? He uh, he rose the sea level right now in this area. I wish we had some fruit and some ice. So, Lucas, I just got 18. <laughs> just that. All right. So you just you hear even more screams. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's so much screaming going on down there, <laughs> and just yeah. like you hear like crunchy sounds. That's oh literally God. the easiest XP I've ever gotten in my entire life. <laughs> There's just people like, the deep ones are looking back, they're like, Ooh. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm on the stairs for us. Yeah, so, uh, that's my turn. Brent's sure missing out on, Brent's gonna be like five levels lower than us. Yeah, well, I'm sending him to like a hell and you guys are dealing with this. <laughs> Your fucking Benny Hill deep one scene. <laughs> This is literally the most together we've ever been in a combat encounter. Yeah, I know. <laughs> MZ, so you have this... Sun Tzu's over here. <laughs> you have this deep one. It's almost dead. There's a lot that are freaking out behind it. You see Uhtred is, like, snapping at this thing. They seem like they have a pretty <laughs> tough carapace. Uh, no, I got the Bendy Hill reference. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you just searched it up. Yeah. I'll, uh, I, I thought it was that, but I mean, I just wanted to be sure. <laughs> I'll attack the one in front of me. Okay, well they hit. It's just a battle of attrition. They're just gonna fucking all die. Sorry, a seventeen. Uh, seventeen is a miss, actually. Ooh. And what's your second attack? Those are some scaly boys. Yeah. Even worse. So. Scaly boy. He misses. So you start swinging, and your swords are like clanging off this creature and if it could laugh it would but it's a little bit busy you know retching at the moment hang on a sec that first hit these are aberrations right yes they're never mind all right uh well i mean it goes to ronnie so ronnie you have this stinking cloud going for eight more turns uh, yeah. Well, is it the part that's covered in water? I would say would probably dissipate. Yeah. So, man, there's a lot of them there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll just uh, try and shoot around him, I guess. I 
I think you could technically mount Uhtred if you wanted to. I don't exactly know, though. That might call my animal handling, and I do not trust that. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I got an 11. Uh, yeah. It just, it sails overhead once again. You see this electricity crackling on the wall. I will cast Inspiration. I'll cast on the robot. So, because these creatures are retching, and they're... You know, like on slippery surface and everything, the one it, it can attack, and it goes to try to attack, and it slips, and you see it knock back, creating this kind of like a domino effect. And MZ, could you roll me another two d4? Don't forget the whirlwind. Uh, five. You see the one in front of you just it like slipped, fell on uh some of the spikes, and it died. And it just starts knocking into the rest of the people. These cultists are all, like, falling backwards. You hear some shrieks down in the whirlpool. And a lot of these creatures are starting to look terrified. And you see um, these creatures actually start diving into the water. Taking 2d8 damage, right? Uh, yeah, so go ahead and roll that. So 11 in total. Those creatures all dove into the water. They seen the stinking cloud and this pile of bodies and they saw a couple of their comrades die and decided that they would rather take a chance with the whirlpool than just die of attrition. You do know that they can't leave, right? They could try if they pass their athletic. Yeah, Yeah, they can. You see these other four cultists, aside from the one guy, they're all retching, but they are all pretty bloodied up. And it, go- it went from uh, their turn to Drexir. I'm gonna let Uhtred stay there because if he goes forward, there'll be like some spikes that he has to step on, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just stay where you are. Let them move. So, I'm gonna take one step forward to here, and then I'll throw a couple of tridents at the. I'll throw. I'll, I'll separate them. I'll throw one at the left front cultist, and then one at the right front cultist. Okay. Roll the hit. So the left one is a 27 altogether. That is. And the right one is a 21 altogether to hit. You're gonna kill these guys. <laughs> They're pretty okay. bloodied up. So you whip your trident and it comes back, like it stabs into the one guy's chest, comes back, and like with lightning speed and precision, you whip it and it hits into the other guy, and you just hear tumbling as the remaining two just get knocked into by these bodies and they tumble into this water. And as you hear this churning engine of death that Bordon has created, <laughs> and you look at your stinky wall, you think that you might have just wiped out a, a cult. Over at the Shady Oaks Inn and Tavern. Thanks, Bart. I need that drink. Oh, looks like my friend's here. I'm gonna go take a seat with him. You... You keep at it. Will do, Diarna. Thanks for coming by. 
Hey, Joffrey. Yeah, let's go sit over here by the fire. How have you been? Greetings, Diana. I've been doing better. With a story in a coma, it has been quite troublesome, if I must say so myself. I, I mean, I fear for Miss Astoria, but I want to take care of her, but there are so many responsibilities I was unaware that she and Sven were doing, and Doomsayer, and I'm doing everything I can to get Riley and... Oh, what's that one's name? Aldrich, yes. I'm trying to get them into their new roles, and... It has been hard, and I know Elwyn is... He has been worked to the bone, and I don't know how much more he's gonna take this before he snaps. I know. I've been... Doing my own kind of overtime work. I was working with Billy Pendragon for a bit. Oh, that must have been... A situation. <laughs> he's not all that bad. Just takes some getting used to, that's all. He was actually very helpful. I located Arkham. You located Arkham? I thought its world would be sealed off. How did you manage this? Did you... You don't have that many skills in the magics, do you? No, but... I've always had a weird talent with being able to find things in a extra planar sense. It's just, I can sense things. I can see things from far away, different colors, different shapes. It took a long while when I was younger to get used to it and understand what was happening, but it has become a very useful skill, especially when I was a detective. Ah, yes, the, uh, what is that land you were from? The Retroverse, was it not? Yeah. Oh, I miss those days. I had one hell of a partner. She was... She was a damn good cop. A Shoggoth got her, though. Consumed her whole... I don't know where she's at. I don't know if she's still alive. I don't feel like it killed her, though. That's when I met the Order of the Silver Shield. Ah, yes, Kelsar's Order, correct. That's the one you're a part of, the one that uh, worships Yegditha. I don't know if worship's the right word, but... We definitely... Follow the tenets of Yagditha, that's for sure. Well, be it what it will, it seems like Yagditha is quite a large puzzle piece in your organization. What was it that you wanted to talk to me about, Diana? That's just it. I... I'm having... I'm having a crisis of faith and duty. I know who you used to be. I saw the files. How did you do it? How did you turn away from everything you knew to do what you felt was right? 
That's a heavy question. I did not expect this one. Well, Diana, I... I got tired of killing. Honestly, I got tired of looking over my shoulder and wondering... Who would come after me? Am I going to be hunted by someone's angry relative? Am I going to be brought down by the law? I don't know. And I, I grew tired of all of it. I, I didn't want to have to deal anymore with someone wanting my head just because my profession demanded that I take life. And when truth came to find me, when I met Astoria, I... I devoted myself to her and her work. I saw what she was trying to do. It was beautiful. To try to save the multiverse, to help people out there. I don't know. There was a turning point, though, for sure. Was it a moment of moral conscience? Was it a moment of exhaustion? Was it just a desire for change? I can't tell you for certain, more than likely a combination of the three. But when it came time, when I knew, I had to act on it, Diana. Or else I wouldn't be satisfied with the man I am. What's happening with the Order of the Silver Shield? Uh-huh. It's about Dan and Chenille. It's about Kelsar. I believe Dan and Chenille, possibly Bordon's sister Yolanda, are in Arkham. Now, I know where Arkham is. But the thing is, there's a blocker on that world. If you didn't get through when Arkham was pulled back, the only other way to get through is to be someone with one of those symbols you have. One of the chosen parasites. Yes. And I know Deathshift would go. But I think it's too many resources being used out for this. I think if Kelsar went, he could bring them back. But the Order's not going to allow this. They don't want to put Yegdith in danger. But I know that kid could do it. And I also just learned... I was looking more into the Silver Shield's documents. That sphere is spinning around his head. It's not protecting his mind like me and Dan thought it was. It's giving Yegditha a foothold. An easier time controlling him. Really? And the boy's doom is accelerated. Yes. But I don't want to let it happen. I... I can't. I can't watch as that boy is consumed by a god. I know the stakes are high, and I know what we're supposed to do. But if he dies, gods, I will... 
I can't stand the thought of his soul being consumed to save us. It feels wrong, dirty, like a cop-out. I, I don't like it. I can't. I can't do it. Then you know what you have to do, Diana. You're going to have to divide the silver shield. Is that a good idea, though? Good idea or not? I don't think it's going to be one that you can avoid. Uh, God damn it, I think you're right. I gotta tell that kid. Shit, I left my communications sphere back at the place. That's sloppy. You want to come back with me to the headquarters? One more beer. One more beer. Then, we'll, then we'll, we'll get to this. Kelsar's not going far. He's still in the city. Alright. One more beer. Then we're heading out. Alright. Well, I'm never gonna think about blenders the same way ever again. I'll tell you that much, travelers. Boy, oh boy. Can they do some damage? This, I think this was the first time ever that Death Shift worked as a team. And it was so beautiful. They were so powerful when they worked together. When they're not just yelling at each other or trying to blow each other up, they can really make things happen. I'm so proud of them. Uh, travelers, I don't know if you're aware of this, but April is actually our podiversary. That, that's the right word. That's what I has written here. It is our podiversary, and what that means is uh, the tale of Battle of the Seven Dice is two years old. Ooh, getting up there in age. So what we're going to be doing is a lovely telling of stories through the eyes of... Well, it says here... Who wrote this? Members of the loving and shining God. We will show you how we can properly get a job done with love and devotion. And then there's a smiley face and at least 15 hot stickers with glitter all, oh, glitter all over my hands. Who wrote this? It says it's gonna be going all throughout April. All sorts of different bardic groups participating. Chasm Quest, Four Orbs, Lovely Craftians, and Critical Bits. What? What is this? Sorry, Travis, I'm gonna have to look more into this. I'm not quite sure. But uh, we do have some renovations happening to the inn, so we will do our best to look more into this one. I'm gonna be a little bit busy. All right, Travelers, uh, make sure you stick around at the end for we have the uh, the trailer from Multiclass Theater. And uh, well, I have to go talk to a few contractors. You know how this goes. Travelers, I hope you're all staying safe keeping in touch with your loved ones and making sure to wash those hands. We bid you all adieu. Hello, I'm Diana. I'm Mike. I'm Amanda. And I'm Adam. Together, we are Multiclass Theater, a brand new actual play podcast. We tell collaborative stories in an original setting with colorful characters using Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. 
Don't forget about our strange voices. Oh, well said, Groover. Ugh, Rotan, don't encourage him. I think you're all nuts. Multiclass Theater is available wherever you download your podcasts. I think that went pretty well. Yeah, we're done here. Let's go. So do we get paid now? You are all amazing. Now get out of my office.